Hey guys, welcome back to Positive Impact with Andrew Schultz, episode 62. On today's episode, we are doing Q&A and I'm taking your questions. First off, I just want to acknowledge everybody for the amazing questions that you sent in via Facebook, Instagram, direct messaging, uh, text messages, phone calls. So many great questions. It looks like we're going to have to do a two-part series for the Q&A because i likely not going to be able to get to all your questions. But I want to acknowledge you for the questions that you did submit are awesome. So thank you for taking the time. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right in. Question number one, Andrew, how do you stay positive and productive every day? <clears throat> and I left out the names just I didn't get permission from everybody and I didn't want to assume. So I'm just going to keep the questions anonymous. Uh, you know who you are and thank you again. So Andrew, how do you stay positive and productive every day? So last week I talked about my daily mindfulness tools that I practice every day. Last week's episode was called Win the Morning, Win the Day. My daily routine, my spiritual tools, mindfulness practices. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen because I go over all the things I do to get in the right mindset. And so, you know, it's the prayer, meditation, making the bed, mindful movement, daily devotionals, connection with others, getting outside. Those are all the things that, you know, for me, my subconscious is like a computer program. And up until, you know, five years ago, my computer program became corrupt. My default subconscious was fear and doubt and shame and guilt, anxiety and stress. And so I had to reprogram a new computer pro a new computer software. And I started doing that by creating healthy, positive habits one day at a time. And over the last five years, my subconscious computer program my default, my normal is now positive, inspiring, optimistic, uplifting, because I've done the work every day over the last five years to create this, these new neural pathways. I've literally rewired my chemistry in my brain. They can actually measure this. And they say health, any habits take 21 to 60 days on average, whether it's a positive or negative habit, a habit in general takes 21 to 60 days. And so I started just doing prayer, meditation, all the things I talked about in my podcast last week over the last five years. And now I don't have to think twice. It's just my subconscious is now positive, inspiring, uplifting, encouraging, empowering. And I continue to do the work every day. And another thing that I didn't talk about last week that's really, as I hear myself just 
as I think more about it. Esteemable, esteemable acts equals self-esteem. So for me, if I'm performing esteemable acts, I get higher self-esteem. And that's been a big part of my journey over the last couple of years to try to be of service to others, help others. When I do good, I feel good. Just to keep it simple. When I do good, I feel good. And it's selfish because when I do good, I feel good. But it's a win-win because it's helping other people too. And so my self-esteem comes from doing esteemable acts. And that's a big part of what I try to do every day. Whether it's buying groceries for the person behind me at the grocery store in line. Whether it's being of service with other people in the AA program, helping other guys get sober, to be a sponsor, to reach out to guys who are struggling to pick up the phone, or women in recovery, to volunteer my time at a homeless shelter. For me, I have to be of service and help other people. That helps me have a higher self-esteem. That's part of my sobriety. I'll be five years sober on April 30th. These are things I, 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 that have gotten me here one day at a time. And it's a big part of how I stay positive and productive every day. Um, what, I put in my, what I put in my body as far as food, you know, Whole plant, whole foods, whole plant-based foods have been a game changer lately. I don't eat sugar, dairy, gluten, alcohol, drink, not eat. But no dairy, no sugar, no gluten, no alcohol. Um, and then in, in my mind, what I listen to, what I read is a huge part of helping me stay positive and productive every day. Another thing I've been doing is taking a cold shower for a minute every day. It builds positive momentum. It helps a sense of accomplishment And rest assured, I still have bad days and days where I feel off and irritated and off balance in fear. There's days I feel disconnected and there's days I just binge on Netflix and isolate. Yet those days are very few and far between because of the work that I've been able to do, These the, the positive, healthy habits that I've created and I continue to do every day, small hinges swing big doors. Great question. Second question, Andrew, would you rather live on a secluded tropical island or urban city with friends and family? Considering I need connection, it would be connection in an urban city. 
as, as much as I love a secluded tropical island, I need to be around people. The connection with other people, I feed off that. I'm an extrovert. That energy of other people, I need. Even with COVID-19, I'm able to still stay even more connected now than ever before with Zoom and Facebook Lives and social media. And I can use my cell phone to FaceTime my dad now. I just got my dad a new iPhone so he can FaceTime and I can see his face. So I need connection. I need other people. That's what fills me up. Andrew, where do you travel to most often? Um, I'm originally from Nebraska. All my family lives in Nebraska. I travel to Nebraska the most often. I try to get back twice a year. I moved in 2002 to San Diego and I get back twice a year. So Nebraska. Also, I've been to Vancouver three times since 2013. I've been there skiing in the winter. Amazing. And I've been there in the summer. That's where I had my last yoga retreat. And it's just as beautiful in the summer as the winter. And Vancouver, there's something about Vancouver I absolutely love. Also, I've been to Sedona three times. And it's probably not a coincidence because there's a vortex in Vancouver and Sedona. And Sedona's unbelievable if you've never been. All right. Question from a dear friend of mine. What is your advice, Andrew, to someone who is in that deep, dark place where anything positive turns them away? What sort of conversation support can you provide them with to even open the door to light even the slightest? I know myself and you as well have been at the rock bottom place before, but I also know it took me years of my own guidance and realization to acknowledge I was empowered to change my, my thoughts. But I'm curious as to what is helpful for those who are in that place and not necessarily receptive. This is a good question. Not an easy question. A great question because I think we all have friends that we can relate. So in my experience... It's very helpful for others when I share my own personal story and journey and my own struggles in the past. For me, my mess is now my message. My test is now my testimony. My pain is now my purpose. My wound is now my access point to my healing. So by sharing my own struggles with people, it helps other people to understand they're not alone. And the human, the thing that unites us the most is the human, the common human struggle. 
we all struggle. The, the common human suffering is the thing that unites us the most. So when I'm able to share my story, my struggles, being at the point where my rock bottom was giving up the will to live, giving up hope, you know, five and a half years ago, losing the will to live where I was, I wanted to check out. I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to feel the way I was feeling. So I would lay in bed and take sleeping pills for days at a time. I had given up hope. I was in the dark, that darkness, that despair. So by me sharing that, it lets people know they're not alone. They can see the similarities versus the differences. Because I think what happens a lot of time is they don't understand they've never been through what I've been through. They've never dealt with what I'm dealing with. And so it's kind of a connection, a bridge that lets people know, hey, you're not alone. It creates space for others to be seen and in it creates space for others to be acknowledged. It gives p- people permission to share their own experience and truth. Street credibility. And so that's worked for me in the past. Instead of focusing on me, how can I help them? I focus on me, where I was, and how I got from the darkness to the light, how I got from despair to hope, from fear to faith, calamity to serenity. And it was a journey. And I had a lot of people that helped me get to where I am today. And there was a lot of work that I put into it. And I think there has to be a willingness on behalf of the other person to change to be so sick and tired of being sick and tired. If there's not a willingness, it might not be the right time. And everybody's rock bottom and timing is going to be different. But there's so much power in that connection of letting people know that they're not alone. And it's attraction, not promotion. No, it's in recovery. We say it's attraction, not promotion. And, you know, there's 12-step programs. There's therapy. There's counseling. There's different support groups to tap into to meet others where they're at and to maybe invite your friend, tell them you'll go with them, to support them, to be there with them hand-in-hand, side-by-side. And there's resources with books that I've read, podcasts that I've listened to that I can share with other people that it's not me saying something, it's me recommending other material and content by other people who are much smarter than me to introduce them to new ways of thinking, new concepts, new ideas. 
And if I'm living my life in such a way that if I'm, when I'm vibrating high and shining bright, that energy that we carry is contagious. I always say a rising tide lifts all ships. And so by how we show up and live our life every day, that's how we can help the most. And that comes back to the attraction that they want what we have. Being by example. Great question. Andrew, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> uh, yes. I do not want to give her name because I haven't talked to her about that yet. I do know that uh, we've been dating for about six weeks now. She is a spiritual seeker on the same path. We have very meaningful conversations. There is definitely a physical attraction, yet the most, the richness comes with the, the spiritual connection, the dialogue, being on the same wavelength, literally the same vibration, inspiring, encouraging, empowering each other, lifting each other up, supporting each other in our goals dreams, different spiritual tools to help. Andrew, what do you do? <laughs> what do I do? So great question. Um, I have a coaching program. Positive Impact 90-Day Transformational Coaching Program. It's a one-on-one -on -one where I work with coaching clients one-on-one, -on -one, um, transforming their mind, body, and spirit. So I help clients transform their mind, body, spirit so they can have a positive impact in the world and be the best version of themselves. I help clients, we map out 90 day goals and then set a road, outline a roadmap to achieving those goals. I have clients from all walks of life, women, men, older, younger. We focus on food, mindful movement, spirituality. It's what fills me up, gives me purpose helping and seeing the transformation of my coaching clients is the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's my why, it's my purpose, it's my dharma. It's why I believe God put me here. It's why I believe God had me go through everything in life to get me to where I am so I can share the tools that help me get through my shit to help others. I also teach about eight or eight yoga and meditation classes a week. I teach at the Bay Club in Carmel Valley. I teach at Yoga 6 in Solana Beach in Carlsbad. And I also teach um, at a recovery center for young adults who are going through addiction and mental health issues. 
I also do weekly podcasts. I've been doing podcasts for the last couple of years. I host two yoga retreats every year. That's also something that fills me up and gives me great joy to disconnect to connect is what the yoga retreat themes are called. For example, I mentioned Whistler earlier. Last June, we went to Whistler, 22 people from all walks of life, strangers for five days. We went to the mountains of Whistler and for five days, we did yoga and meditation and personal development and went deep, ate farm to table food. And it was such an amazing experience and put the phones away. And that's where the magic happens. I'm able to take the, the tools that I use for my coaching clients and my coaching program, bring them along with the yoga and the meditation and for five days, transform and connect, create community. I'm also very involved in my sobriety. I'll be five years sober on April 30th. And I sponsor other people in AA. I go to four to five meetings a week. Very involved in the fellowship of the 12-step program. And uh, it's very important to me. Andrew, what is one thing people don't know about you? <laughs> I own 90 acres of farmland in Lincoln, Nebraska. My family total owns 720 acres. It's split up between a few of us. Um, we have farmers who farm soybeans and corn. I bet you did not know that unless you're my family back in Nebraska. Andrew, what are you most proud of? Uh, without a doubt, helping my dad get sober. Christmas miracle 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago. We did an intervention. It saved his life. It was Christmas morning. And, um, our relationships never been better. And he returned the favor five years ago when he did the intervention on me and helped me get sober. And we both went to Betty Ford Center up in Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert. And to share my sobriety with my father, we literally, he started it. We literally changed the trajectory of our family dynamic forever by getting sober. And he did it first. And if he wouldn't have done it, I wouldn't have done it. And um, it's a gift that we get to share together now. And it's, <sighs> I didn't think it was going to happen. And by the grace of God, it was a Christmas miracle. It was Omaha, Nebraska, one of the worst blizzards in the history of the state. Christmas morning, we show up on his doorstep. 
He thought we were going to open presents, and we did an intervention instead. It took two hours for him to say yes. We had his boarding pass printed. His bags were packed. His flight from Omaha out that day was one of the few flights that got out because the winter storm was so bad. And he got sober, and he's still sober today. And it saved his life, and then he returned the favor, and he saved my life. And what a gift. Andrew, how old are you? 41. Andrew, how much do you weigh? <laughs> 183 pounds. I'm literally in the best shape of my life, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. You know, I sleep eight hours a night. I eat really clean. I work out every day. Mindful movement, yoga, running. I do 200 push-ups a day, which I just increased it from 100 couple uh, since COVID-19. Three and a half weeks ago, 200 push-ups a day. I've been doing more cardio lately. And age is just a number. And so, so many of us get caught up in age and society. And it's I'm old because the number's higher, which is total BS. I truly believe we are all like a fine wine. We get better with age if we take care of ourselves. And that's why self-care, the self-care practices that I talk to you guys about every week on this podcast, all my mindfulness tools and spirituality practices that I work with for all my coaching clients, it works. All right. One more question. Final question. What brings you most joy? My dog, Ralphie, without a doubt. Nine-year-old English bulldog who has been with me through thick and thin over the last nine years, all my my roller coaster of emotions and going through sobriety and getting sober and his unconditional love is the thing that brings me the most joy in life. My rock bottom was seeing the night I got accepted into, into Betty Ford, my first day of sobriety when I went to rehab, my family did the intervention. I walk in I got admitted at like 2.30 in the morning. My dog was with me. My family was with me. I turn around and everybody's walking away. And the last thing I see is my dog, Ralphie, walking away out of the treatment center. And it hit me. I couldn't, I couldn't not take care of myself, but I also couldn't take care of the most important thing in my life, which was my dog. And that was my rock bottom. And that hurt. And it was a visual I'll never forget. And the happiest day of my life was nine months later when I got my dog back. And how much, how much more I appreciate him in my sobriety. There were times when I was sick 
at rock bottom using drugs and alcohol, neglecting my dog. Yet I get the opportunity to make it right. And that's why I go into our happy place, the beach, watching the sunset. I get the opportunity to make living amends with my dog and treat him like the rock star he is in our relationship. He brings me so much joy. The things that we can learn from our dogs, it's amazing to be present, to give that unconditional love that no matter what happens through the day, they just want us to be happy and give them attention. A reminder of how simple life really is. That's it, guys. I'm going to stop it there. We have many more questions to go. I'm going to save them for next week. If you guys have more questions you want to write in, please send them to me. Awesome job. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for submitting your questions. If you guys want to check out my website, andrewschultzyoga.com, sign up for my newsletter. A lot of events, a lot of uh, my yoga videos, my meditations, a lot of positive content, especially with COVID-19 to help. Until next time, guys, thank you for all that you do. Thanks for all the love and support. Sending everybody positive vibes, big hugs, lots of love. We'll see you next week. Peace.